All right, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Let's read this together. Matthew 9, 35 says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. All right, let's pay attention. It says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had, what's that word? He had compassion on them. Why did Jesus have compassion on them? Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus is going throughout all the towns and villages, and he's teaching in the synagogues, which is their churches, right? And he's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Hey, does anybody here, can you tell me what's the good news of the kingdom of God? Anybody know what the good news of the kingdom of God is? <clears throat> we're going to live forever? No, okay, not. I mean, that is good news, but that's not exactly what we're talking about. Does anybody know what the good news of the kingdom of God is? That he saved us from our sins? Yeah, that's part of it. Yep, Noah. That Jesus died for us on the cross? That is the good. That is part of the good news, but Jesus hadn't done that yet, and he's still proclaiming the good news. So what's the good news? That everything is healed, okay, yeah, kind of, we're flirting with it, but we're not quite landing the plane. What'd you just say? Boom. Our man over here, on he's single right now, ladies. If you want his number, get it, he's single. The good news is this. Listen up, here's the good news of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom is this, that God loves everyone, and everyone is welcome to be a part of his kingdom. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. God loves everyone, and everyone's welcome into his kingdom. Now, how we get into the kingdom, that's what we find out later when Jesus dies and he gives the new covenant. He says, this is my body broken for you. This is my blood that's shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Through faith in Jesus and what Jesus did, that's how we get into the kingdom. But Jesus went around, and the very first message that Jesus preached in Matthew's gospel was this, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. What does that mean? It means that God is not off in some distant place. God's coming right up to you. That's what Jesus is saying, that God's not away. Now, put yourself 2,000 years ago, right before modern science and all this stuff, what did every person on the place the, on the face of the planet believe in? They believed in gods, right? You guys tracking with me? They believed that gods were the ones, but they had a multitude of gods. Nobody knew who the right god was, but they were smart enough to know that all of this can't be here by accident. There must be something in control. And so they created gods and they worshiped gods and they had tons and tons. I mean, some cultures had thousands of gods. Literally every single thing in creation was a god. Like there was a god of the grass and a god of the grasshopper and there was just gods for everything. But what's what was the common thread amongst all these gods? Lakota, Victor, what was the common thing about all of them? Well, they were all false. Yeah, here's the thing. Could they ever touch their gods? No. Could their gods ever talk to them? No. 
All throughout history, all the gods that have ever been created, they're always distant. And, and if you go look, most of the time the gods are angry and they were constantly trying to do things to win the gods' favor. But Jesus shows up and he says, I got good news. God's actually not that far away from you. And God loves you. And so God's entering into your world to rescue you. You don't have to try very hard to win God's favor because he's already madly in love with you. And yeah, you're not perfect. Yes, you've made mistakes. But God loves you so much that I'm going to come and die for you. I'm going to pay the price for you. I'm going to do everything that's necessary for you to be with God, you don't have to do it on your own. There's this good news that God's kingdom is coming. It's not far away from you. And here's what I want to let you know, that you actually get to start walking in God's kingdom right now. That the moment we place our faith in Jesus, the moment we say yes to what Jesus wants to do in our life, you have entered into the kingdom of God. It's that close to you. That's why Jesus was able to go around and heal every disease and sickness. Why? Because everywhere that Jesus went, he brought God's kingdom with him. And in God's kingdom, we know this from the scriptures, that in God's eternal kingdom, when Jesus comes back and he makes all things new, Jesus says, what about God's eternal kingdom? That in that kingdom, there will be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more disease, no more death. And so everywhere Jesus goes... He's bringing the kingdom of God, and he's bringing healing everywhere that he goes. Students, I want you to know that God's not very far from you, and that if you'll say yes to Jesus, you can experience his kingdom right now. That is good news. So Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and disease. And yet when he looks out at the crowds, he has compassion for them because they were harassed and they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. You see the two completely different things happening here. That Jesus is going out and telling people about the goodness of the kingdom of God, and yet when Jesus looks out, what he sees is a bunch of people helpless, hurting, harassed, in need of someone to help them. And so what does Jesus do? We read this in verse 37. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Students, you're the workers. You're the ones that Jesus prayed for. If you're in Jesus, if you have said yes to the new thing Jesus is doing, if you have heard the good news of the kingdom, that God is very near to you, that God wants to bring you in and forgive you of your sins and heal you and restore you and give you new life, if you've said yes to that, then you are part of Jesus' prayer to be sent out. Here's the challenge for the church in today's world. You ready for this? This is for you because you're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church of right now because you're alive right now and you're, you're full of the same Holy Spirit that's in all of us adults that are just trying to meander around and do whatever. You are the answer to Jesus' prayer. Here's what Jesus wants to happen. He wants us to reverse what we read in verse 36. Instead of Jesus looking out at your school, at St. Mary's High School, Sydney High School, 
Anna High School, Walpock High School. Instead of Jesus rolling up onto your high school one day and looking at the crowds of people there and going, man, I have compassion for these people because they're helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. He would rather look out and he'll see a bunch of students who are on fire for him, who are out there trying to bring the healing power of the kingdom of God into their schools and to their peers and let their peers know, hey, there's hope for you, and his name is Jesus. So when Jesus rolls up to your school, he's not filled with compassion. He's actually filled with joy because he sees you out there doing the work. That's what Jesus wants to see happen. Wherever you're at, wherever you are planted, wherever God has put you in your life, is that your life can actually make a difference in a lot of other people's lives, and it's not as hard as you think it is. Making a difference in someone else's life can be as simple as you just seeing someone who's hurting and who looks like they need some help and going up to them and saying something along the lines of, hey, it looks like you're having a rough day. I know someone who can help. His name is Jesus. And I know he can help you because guess what? He first helped me. Now listen to me. Jesus wants you to be on mission. One of the core values of our church is that we are rescuers because we believe that people need the good news of the gospel, that God loves them, that God's here for them, that God's not just looking to save their eternity. He wants to rescue their life right now. Jesus wants to make a difference in your peers' life right now, and he can absolutely do it, but he's sending us out as shepherds to go and help people who are hurting and helpless and harassed. You have the best news on the planet, and all you have to do is share it. And just let them know all the pressure's off you because it's not about what you can do for them. It's just that you can get them to Jesus. I know that there's a lot of voices, probably just in your own head, but there's a lot of voices that are speaking into your life. I know that there's probably a lot of thoughts that you dwell on by yourself. Now, right now, I'm going to shift, and I'm going to tell you what the Lord put on my heart for you tonight. I want you to know that you're sent out. You're a sent people. There's a purpose for your life, and you can step up any moment that you want to and start engaging in what God put us on this earth to do, which is to help rescue other people. You can do that at any moment. But here's what I know for a fact, that unless you first believe that Jesus has done this for you and is doing it for you, you'll never do it for somebody else. Now, I want to combat doubt tonight. I want to go to war with doubt in your mind. Listen to me. You can think all day long that you're not good enough. You can think all day long that whatever's going on in your life is just going to keep happening in your life. You can give thought to whatever it is, the depression, the anger, the feelings of insecurity or worthlessness, whatever's going on in your life. You can just let that run wild all day long if you want to. Or because you're going to believe something, listen to me. You can believe all that garbage, or you can choose to have faith in what Jesus says. You can choose that. Paul actually wrote to the church, and he said, hey, listen, whatever is pure and holy and noble and lovely, think about these things. Why? Because what you think about is super important. If you walk around thinking to yourself, I'm not good enough, I can't make a difference, God doesn't care about me, God doesn't love me, if that's what you spend all your day thinking about, then guess what? You're going to live like that. 
You're going to live like God doesn't care. You're going to live like he doesn't think about you. You're going to live like he's not involved in your life. And in doing so, you'll actually shut yourself off to the movement of God in your life. But if you will choose by faith to say, I know my circumstance looks one way, but I know that Jesus came preaching good news and he came to help those who felt helpless. He came to bring healing to those who needed it. He came to restore life where it looked like death. And so I'm going to believe that Jesus is greater than what's going on in my head. I'm going to believe that Jesus is greater than what's going on in my head. I'm going to believe that Jesus is greater than what I see with my eyes. I'm going to believe that Jesus is greater than what I hear other people say about me. You get to choose. I want you to choose faith. I want you to live by faith. Why? Because it's what all the foolish ones do, and God loves to use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Everybody else might think you're the biggest reject on the face of the planet, but guess what? You're exactly who God's looking for because if you, by faith, will say, I'm going to believe I'm what God says, and I'm going to believe that God will do what God said he will do, you will watch God move in powerful ways in your life. So what are you going to listen to? What are you going to think Are you going to choose to think about what God said and what God will do? Or are you going to choose to dwell on the negative? You get to choose. What are you going to pick? Because I want you to know that you're sent on mission to help rescue other people by leading them to Jesus. And I know for a fact you'll never lead anyone else to Jesus if you don't believe that Jesus is helping you. I know this to be true. And I want you to know that Jesus is helping you, that Jesus wants to be involved, that Jesus is trying to be involved, that behind the scenes where you can't see it happening, it's happening, and Jesus is working things out for you, but what are you going to give your thoughts to? All the negative things that you can think of, are you going to choose by faith to say what God says is true? We got Abraham as, as an example in the Bible. I'm sure most of you know the story, but maybe you don't. Abraham was dirt old, like old, old, 100 years old. And his wife was just as old. Her entire life, she'd been barren. She's like 90 years old, I think. And she's been barren, meaning she can't conceive a child. Like she literally cannot get pregnant. But yet God gave them a promise that they would have a child. And the Bible says that Abraham, even though he is old and as good as dead, that's literally the Bible says this, he was old and as good as dead. Abraham believed God. And guess what? They had a baby. Even when they were dirt old and you can look at your neighbor and go, ew. Because that's the only proper response to that story. Ew. And praise God that he fulfilled his promise. Here's the point. Here's the point. Abraham had every reason to think that God had lied to him. Abraham had every reason to think that there was no way God would be able to come through for him. Abraham had every reason to believe that every ounce of trust he'd placed in God was pointless. But the scripture says that Abraham remained steadfast in his faith when God was faithful to him. Now, none of you are 100 years old trying to get pregnant. So whatever's going on in your life, God can handle it. That's what I'm trying to tell you, all right? 
If you are 100 years old and you're trying to get pregnant, come talk to me afterwards. we got some issues to sort through, all right? Now listen to me. I want to go into... I want to go into some ministry time for just a moment. I believe that the Lord wants, wants some of you to come to a place where you do two things. The first one is this, that you admit to yourself that you've been giving more time thinking about the things that are negative, whether it's your own thoughts about yourself, whether it's what other people think about you, whether whatever it is, but you've been giving more time thinking about the negative things than you have been thinking about what God says about you. And you need to admit it to yourself. That you've been putting, hear what I say here, you've been putting more faith in what's bad instead of putting faith in what God can do. Because Jesus has come to proclaim good news to you and to bring healing and new life to you. That's what Jesus is doing. And so you need to admit, I haven't been putting my faith in what Jesus is doing. I've been putting my faith in what I see, what I hear, and what I think. And then the second thing I want you to do is this. I want you to open yourself back up to what Jesus wants to do. So Addie and Jillian are going to come back up. They're going to lead us in another song of worship. I want to ask you guys to stand up and worship with us as we just finish out service tonight. You can do this. Just stand on up, worship with us. And as we worship, I want you to just reflect on what I talked about. What are you thinking about? What are you putting all your faith in? Are you putting your faith in the negative and what's going on around you? Are you putting your faith in Jesus? And then as we sing the song at some point, I'll, I'll open it up for prayer. But stand up with us and let's just worship together for a moment.